more about co-housing with Lynn Morstead and Kelly Soika. Co-housing Houston is a multi-generational, community-minded group of people who share the values of connection and sustainability. We're developing the first co-housing project in Texas, and we're really glad you found us today. Hi, Kelly. How are you? I'm great. Happy President's Day. Yes. I, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of out of the loop on things like that. Um, so it's- We celebrated with teeth cleaning. I feel like, yeah, the presidents that had all those wooden dentures, they would have been very <laughs> proud. <laughs> the subsequent generations take their kids well, to- you know what? Teeth cleaning kind of lines up with the topic we're going to be talking about today. This is really good. It really, what a great segue, you know? So I, you know, every now and then I'll be out listening to podcasts, radio, reading, who knows what, and I'll, a phrase will grab me, you know, like last week we had Liz's phrase where yeah. she said the power of invitation. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this next thing that whispered into my ear was through my AirPods and I wish I could remember where it came from. But anyway, the phrase was community is a practice. Mm -hmm. And then the person, whoever they might've been, was said it's kind of like yoga. It's like meditation. It's like prayer. And I thought, wow, I need to ask Kelly about this because you've lived in co-housing. So Kelly, does that resonate? <laughs> it does. It, do it resonates um, in co-housing and out. You know, I think that this is just true. It's just true that if you want to uh, be in a community, you need to do these things with frequency that are going to build that sense of community and relationship and trust. And so uh, to me, that brings me back to like, you and I talk a lot about these three keys of mm -hmm. co-housing um, that are the things that make community happen, you know, especially when new people come to us and they're like, mm -hmm okay, okay, I get it. Co-housing is about building a sense of community, but how? And so to me, this community as a practice, these are like the three things that if you do these three things, you will feel a sense of community with the people around you. Um, and so for anyone who hasn't heard us talk about this before, the three are ritual, you know, doing things, the same thing together in an organized manner, work, having a sense of purpose, and then frequency, you know, just literally brushing into each other with some frequency. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So, but for you, Lynn, like, do you, when you think about that, do you think of um, like any three of those, like the rituals, do you, can you think of like ways that you have built a practice by using ritual in your life? Oh, I'm all about ritual, you know? Are you? <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. My husband what might rituals? be a little bit rigid, but anyway, um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'll just mention a couple of things that are for me, probably the most consistent. And that is I wake up every morning, whatever time it seems to float all over the place, but I do get out of bed. And the very first thing I do always, and I mean, always, I don't care if we are, you know, in some tent somewhere in Burma in the jungle, this is mm -hmm. what I do when I get up, I meditate and I meditate for 20 minutes and I read a little motivational thing about meditation and then I immediately journal. So that is my daily. And mm -hmm. one of the things that I read about in these little snippets that come along with my meditation uh, timer is this concept of it being a practice. 
and mm-hmm. it not being something where you're striving for perfection. You're just sitting with this thing and you're faithfully going through this mechanism or you've committed yourself to doing this thing every day. And that in and of itself is something that sort of anchors your life and centers you where, yeah. in a meaningful way. So yeah. it's just a part of who I am. Mm-hmm. And what about you? Well, my life is a little more um, chaotic. It is right now. Yes. <laughs> By the way, I didn't even consider meditation until my kids went to college. Right. So you're, okay. you got time. Okay. I look forward to that then. <laughs> no, but but so mine are so much individual ones, but I do have a lot of kind of rituals that um, come in group settings, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, having a Sunday night dinner as a ritual. Mm-hmm. And that actually came out of co-housing. That came out of community dinners for us because to me, um, sitting down with my neighbors and having a meal, um, setting the table, planning the meal, purchasing the food, cooking the food, cleaning up after the meal, you know, like all of those elements of that are just a rhythm that you fall into when you're having um, dinner with a group of people. Mm -hmm. And you know that every, you know, whatever, 16 weeks you're going to cook, you know, you spend some time thinking Mm. about the people you're going to cook for and what do you want to make them. Mm. And, um, and then when you're not cooking, you think about what, what is dinner going to be like tonight? And, Mm -hmm. oh, oh, I can, I have, I need to head home. The community dinner is starting. Um, it's just a really nice kind of ritual together. And I, I mean, I think that probably eating together is one of the most human, uh, you know, rituals Mm -hmm. out there. So it's not exactly like novel that that is something that brings people together, but definitely it's something that's harder to do when you're out of co-housing than it is when you are. Oh my uh, gosh. Yes. I mean, just finding time, people getting on people's calendars, right? Yeah, right. There's not that serendipitous, you know, Mm -hmm. easy flow seeing each other for sure. Yeah. Well, and then the second, that kind of flows into the second thing that makes community dinner, I think, um, such a kind of deeper, kind of fall in more deeply with the people around you more quickly because you have a shared sense of purpose and a shared sense of work that you've done together. So Mm -hmm. even if it's, somebody who you, you know, don't kind of naturally have a lot in common with, you actually do have a lot in common because you're both going to be out, you know, working on the workday together, or mm-hmm. you both have a lot in common because you're both irritated that the parking situation has kind of spiraled out of control or whatever, you know, like you just have these, these, um, this shared sense of purpose with mm-hmm. the people around you. Um, otherwise it's a supper club, you know, like, which is fine. It's, that's a great thing. And that can lead to a deep sense of relationship, but having a deeper purpose or work, I think really does lead to a greater sense of community more quickly. And how about you? You've often said that, that relationship comes through work for you. For me, for sure. And I don't think that I understood that until I took this cultural test, uh, you know, um, that, that talks about different cultures and how they develop deeper relationships or trust. I think it's one of the mechanisms for developing trust and knowing each other. And there it's interesting that on this one scale, you've got work on one end or task and the other, the other end is relationship. And for me, (laughs) I look at that scale and I'm like, I don't get to relationship until I've done work. So I don't know how you start over here on the relationship end. <laughs> but I guess in some cultures, they start with relationship, which then moves them towards doing better work together. And which I think is kind of an interesting, very kind of Western worldly view that I have on this. And so I, that is perhaps one of the reasons why I am so interested in co-housing and I have found 
the relationships that I've built with people in the group over time to be very meaningful because we have done, we've, you know, we've, we've done work together. We have, you know, worked on projects and that's how I get closer. I get to know you better when Mm -hmm. I see how you work your way through a problem or your struggle or your ideas or your methods. I find like it sort of peels the layers of the onion away from you. And I get to know much more about what's at the center of that. And that is interesting to me. Whereas if we're always just starting from the same place, what coffees or dinners, supper clubs are like, they, you're always starting back at the same point. Yeah. The, hey, oh, how have you been? How have you been? You know, yeah. what's new in your life? And mm-hmm. it feels like it just gets tedious for me. It's kind of dull. Like or it's an exchange of information as opposed yeah. to really building something creatively together, you yeah. know? Yeah. So it's interesting I, that you yeah, bring really people in. Yeah. The, the, um, you were saying that the working together, that it is a way for you to, um, get to know people mm-hmm. better, you know? And I was thinking too, that, that, that idea of trust also, like mm-hmm. I know if I've worked with, if I've done work with mm-hmm. someone, I can trust that. They're going to show up when they say they are, they're going to, you know, fulfill what they've, what they've said that they're going to do. They're going to bring new ideas and uh, you know what I mean? And that's exciting. It's like, it almost provides a framework Mm -hmm. for, um, discovering cool things about another person. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And I think it also, um, it also opens a window into what they would be really motivated by. So sometimes we need, somebody to be working on something, but unless I've had kind of a broader experience of them beyond just a coffee or a supper, I don't really know really what's motivating them to do things. So I think it, it, you kind of bring a more whole person to Mm -hmm. the party when you have an opportunity to do different things and, and, and also play. I mean, it's not just only about work. I think the nice thing about coming together on a regular basis is that you, we do some work together, but we also have playful moments and yeah. you, you learn a lot about people during play. I mean, I'm just thinking about this just popped into my head that recently we were at a gathering together and somebody pulled out a board game and two of your girls were there. And I was, I felt like I got to know so much about your, your girls through that game that I, and I speak to them probably more than a lot of people in the community. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought that it just kind of opened up a new window, a new yeah. angle, you know, brilliant artist, one of them. And then the <laughs> other one, really great sense of humor and, you know, <laughs> funny irritations with you that I'm like, yeah, that's irritating me too, you know? So, or I love that. Like you were saying <laughs> crazy things like, okay, I'm, I'm just really going to go wild now too. So we were all moving uh, each other to different places and getting to know each other and, that yes. would not normally happen um, in, in in different kinds of environments. So those are the things that sort of pop up in the middle of community gatherings. Is, is I like that you bring up too an intergenerational aspect because that is one of the things about work in co-housing to me that's in other places. Um, so like, you know, we as a family are involved in a lot of, you know, different stuff, but even like at school, you know, it's like the the theater booster club, like the parents have a meeting and then the kids have a separate meeting. <laughs> like, oh, really? why do we have two separate meetings? Why don't we just have one meeting and, yeah. and everybody works together, you know? And so that's something that's really different for me in co-housing mm-hmm. where kids are just, you know, they just are approached in a much different way 
than they are in the broader society. Okay. Tying that back to community uh, is a practice, right? Mm -hmm. Is that we are not practiced in the world at large about giving children voices or even young adults voices in a, in a very adult group. And so you protect their voices by keeping them separate. But I think in co-housing, we're learning how to, we haven't had as much experience yet because it's all on Zoom and none of our kids want to be on these Zoom calls. But when they are together with us, I notice and experience how they're more bold than they might be at any other kind of gathering where you have mixed generation, where it's sort of, even today, with today's teens and adults, they are still more quiet. They're not the stay in the corner, keep quiet kids of my era, but still there is certain layer there. And I like the fact that they're practicing getting out more, having their voice way earlier in the game than most teens outside of this community do. Or even quieter adults, you know, that's something that we as a group really work to make sure that everybody in the room, that their voices are heard. And that's not true of other places either. You could sit silently through other meetings, but you're probably not going to make it through a costing meeting without being (laughs) called to ask, you know, ask what your opinion is on something. And that's, that's a different, that's culturally different. Interesting. Well, we can well, so my last one, yeah, I know, right? My, back, my last, back, get us back on track, Kelly. Yeah. My, the last one that I always think of is just frequency. You know, you just, you have to see each other frequently. You need to have dinner frequently and have work frequently and just run into each other frequently um, because it all doesn't add up to much. You know, you need that duration of time um, uh, to really make it happen. And so that's what I like about the practice also is that, it's not a practice if you just do it one time. <laughs> it's a practice if you do it, you know, every week or every, you know, every once a month we have a big causing meeting. Well, the thing that I like about the practice is that that you do it regardless. So mm-hmm. you do it whether you feel like it, you do it whether uh, you have energy for it, you do, you just do it. You just do it because you do it and you're committed to it. And that's what makes everybody in the community know they can count on each other is because you know that people are going to do it. They're going to show up. Yeah. And I don't know why I'm surprised, but sometimes something will get organized and I'm thinking, Oh, I don't know. There's going to be like Friday night. We had this impromptu gathering. I heard nothing about it all week. And I'm thinking, I don't know if anybody's coming. And then <laughs> Boom. We had 20 people show up. It was just right. glorious. Yeah. So I think it's more, experiencing and trusting that, you know, we really are committing and we're going to do it and we're going to show, show up. And it's a great feeling. It's a great feeling. I mean, I was just thinking about conclusions and I didn't know what my thought was going to be on conclusions until I've arrived. And this is my thought. My thought is that I feel very reassured about being in a community that has this kind of commitment. I feel like we're in a a pretty precarious uh, world right now where people opt out of things or just don't show up because they don't feel like it. And this gives me a much deeper sense of groundedness and connection. So how about you? Oh my gosh. Well, I'm just going to reiterate or just reword what you just said. So instead I'll just say, yes, I. (laughs) Okay, guys. Well, there you go. Um, Think about the community of you know, practice, practicing community is a practice. So 
looking forward to telling you more about what it's like to live in the community. And um, yeah, more next week. Thanks, Lynn. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks for stopping by today. We're so glad you clicked on our episode. For more information about our project, Cohousing Houston, go to www.cohousinghouston.com and subscribe to our newsletter. For general information about cohousing, we like cohousing.org. We're active on social media, so check out what's happening on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Cohousing Houston. 